Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. Hi. I'm Carol Ann. I'm Carol Ann. Shoot. Oh, I'm Matt. Shut Wait. up. <laughs> right? I'm I'm Matt. I understand last week was confusing. Welcome back to another episode of Boozed and Confused. Welcome back. What's up? Not much. Happy October, aka Happy Halloween. Happy Spooky Tober. That's what we call it now. That is what we call it now. We have nothing else to look forward to in October, so it's Halloween every day. Yeah, how's that front lawn looking? We turned our front lawn into a zombie cemetery. It's pretty fantastic. Well, it's like half zombie graveyard, half like, you better vote. <laughs> the only thing scarier than the zombie graveyard is you not voting in November. But yeah, no, it's great. Everything's going great. How are you? I'm good. Just a few housekeeping items before we get into today's episode. If you are on social media and you want to follow us, we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you don't like social media and you want to send us a message, you can send us an email at boostandconfusedpodcast at gmail.com. If you like our podcast and you want to support us, the best way that you could do that is by leaving us a review on your platform of choice. If you leave us a review and you take a screenshot of it and send it to us, we will send you your very own Boost and Confused stickers for free. I already have 17. <laughs> Gaming the system. And don't forget to follow us on your platform of choice so that you don't miss the new episodes we release every week on Mondays. And now that we've gotten through our housekeeping items, let's get into today's episode. Oh, I thought we were actually cleaning the house up. I'll put the broom away. <laughs> Shut up. What are we drinking today? That is the question. What are we drinking today? Let me look at the table. Oh, yeah. It's a Guinness. Uh, who makes that? It's Guinness. Made by Guinness. That's such an independent brewery I've never heard of before. They're pretty new. How would you describe a Guinness? A refreshing stout <laughs> that is actually, I think, lower calorie than, like, Miller Lite. Technically, yes. So I have one every morning before work. <laughs> I have one at lunch during work. And when I come home, I have one in the shower. It's like a meal replacement shake. Yeah. That's what we'll call it. Exactly. What are you having? I'm just drinking a simple rosé. Grapes? Pink? That's a rosé. What are we talking about today? Haunted houses. Ooh. Extra spooky. Very spooky. But we're not just talking about normal haunted houses that you go to with your friends when you're 16 and it's run by all the neighborhood kids. Well, then which one is it? Is it the ones at like Six Flags? Uh, closer. Universal? C closer. I 
We're talking about McKamey Manor. I remember falling down this rabbit hole like, was it last year when we were driving to the Smoky Mountains, was it? Just finding all these videos. He literally recorded himself torturing some poor lady. And this is what we call haunted houses now. Yep. (laughs) I'm so out. So for anyone who's not familiar with the McKamey Manor, it is a haunted house like nothing you have ever heard of before. I don't really know how to describe it other than maybe legal torture that people sign up for voluntarily. I think he calls it like an immersive horror experience Mm -hmm. because like haunted house doesn't quite capture it. Yeah, this falls in the category of uh, an extreme haunt and I don't even think the word haunt really is a good enough term either. This is literally like torture. It's legal torture. Uh, legal being questionable. Very questionable. Like It's like you sign some papers. You sign a lot of papers. How do you like uh, the haunted houses that we've gone through? I just scream a lot. So even though I can anticipate what's going to happen, I, I still scream. Yeah, I genuinely get more scared by you screaming than by the actual people who are paid to scare us. But that's not even close to what happens at McKamey Manor now, is it? Not even close. Well, a lot of bad stuff happens at McKamey Manor. But who the hell runs this place? And what's his deal? Uh, It's this guy by the name of Russ McKamey. Um, If you look him up on Facebook, he has the most generic like middle-aged dad page ever he has like the same smile in every picture i don't think he's had a different haircut for like 25 30 years uh but like when you go into his photos he takes pictures with all of his um what does he call them (laughs) like guests Mm -hmm. walkers tourers tourists uh, he always has like a before photo where they're like pre-tour and then he has them like post-tour and sometimes they're smiling and sometimes they're having a panic attack or something. But Russ himself, uh, kind of an enigma, very strange background. Uh, in an interview, I was watching this really cool documentary. Uh, it was called haunters the art of the scare and it it definitely does talk a bit about russ and i mean he's on it himself and he talks about even from like a very young age he and his friends would create these like life-size dummies and when he would see cars driving by he and his friends would be up on like the house of their roofs And they would throw these life-size people, dolls, off of the roof to, like, terrorize the people who were driving by. Okay, so his problems go way back. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm not even sure how many renditions of the manor he's on now. I know that it began in... San Diego. San Diego, which, of course, is German for terrible haunted house place that's actually just my backyard i can understand why they shortened the name of course 
of course. And it just, it's a horrible translation in that it's never clean. You know how that is. Yeah, exactly. Some other stuff about Russ that I'm not sure if it's going to like explain anything about him because the sick pleasure I think he gets from this, there's just got to be something there. But his dad wasn't around for a long time in his life due to the fact that uh, he was, I believe, in the army. And when they were testing nuclear blasts in the desert, he was one of those guys there. So he was like being nuked constantly. And I guess that caught up to him. And from what I hear, I think his dad committed suicide when he was when Russ was very young and and now it's just him and his wife uh his wife's name is Carol Carol Schultz oh god and her hair is awesome oh. it's so big full of secrets so you've got Russ McCamey and Carol Schultz uh, Carol in her daily life is a legal assistant and she's in fact the one who helped draft the massive waiver that one must sign when they go to McKamey Manor. I would even argue that reading it and signing it is part of the torture process. But Russ himself, uh, he is a retired naval officer, retired naval sailor. I, I don't really know how high he got. He's a salty sea dog. He's a salty water sea boy. Isn't he also like a wedding singer or something? Yeah, so he spent 23 years in the Navy, and then after that, he spent 13 years working in veteran affairs, and then he began to moonlight as a wedding singer, which um, I haven't seen any videos of, but I'd be curious to see. You know, I know how much those people cost. You think he could package, let me sing at your wedding, then let's go to the haunted house. And then I'll waterboard you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can dance if you want oh, to, God. and then I'm going to torture you for a small, small fee. While San Diego is McKamey Manor's original home, um, Russ was laid off from the Navy, and he wasn't allowed to run the house commercially, so you know he decided it needed a new location. And so instead of San Diego, he looked what seems like all over the Midwest at one point. He had a location picked out in Illinois, but uh, the manor ended up finding a new home in Somerton, Tennessee. I don't think Illinois needs any more bad things to happen to it. Yeah, you know, I just don't want that juju. Right? We've already got really high taxes over here. Um, That's probably why you didn't pick here, actually. Shoot. (laughs) McKamey Manor was originally started 30-ish years ago for kids. He used to run these haunted houses just for kids. And then over the years, he would tweak the shows to become, quote, rougher and for adults only. And Russ claims that he's invested over a million dollars into this house at this point. I feel like that would be a strain on the marriage for sure. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I would imagine so. Do we know how long they've been married? I think they met in the 70s. In fact, I remember... What Carol said that they met in the seventies, and he was just so charming. Ew. Yeah, he his smile really upsets me. Okay, I don't well, find him at all charming. People find Ted Bundy very charming, so he's not that bad. 
So getting into McKamey Manor, it's interesting that Russ says he's invested over a million dollars into the house because he doesn't charge anything for admission. The only cost of admission is a bag of dog food to donate, and there are some other qualifications that go with it. That's kind of heartwarming. Yeah, it's like a 50-pound bag. I think he donates it to Operation Greyhound, maybe? Yes, it's a Greyhound support yeah. system, yeah. Which is nice. That's like the only heartwarming part about this entire thing. <laughs> the rest of this, you better buckle the fuck up because it is wild. Yeah, I mean, but hey, comparably very cheap to the other extreme haunt attractions that charge like 45 bucks or more. Um, I don't think I've ever left a haunted house that I've paid for with like um, lifelong psychological trauma, though. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the trade-off is there. Just because admission is a bag of dog food that you donate doesn't mean that you could just show up with a bag of dog food and you're going to be let in. What? Yeah. I have a big old bag ready to go. Yeah, Road I know. Trip. Yeah, I, the car is packed. I'm ready to go. Uh, so it turns out there's a lot of things that have to happen before you could actually go through McKamey Manor. The first rule is that you have to be 21 or older to participate. The next is that you are required to watch an almost two-hour film called And Then There Were None that incorporates Russ McKamey talking about the show. And following that, there's clips of dozens of people who have gone through the manor that are like asking and begging to quit. And then there's a two-part interview process that you have to go through, um, one of which is through the manor's closed Facebook page. Yeah, I have seen so much footage of this guy. I mean, I think he literally just records every moment of this. It is it's unsettling. It's, I feel so bad for the people who go through this, but it was kind of like you signed up for it. And isn't it in those videos, they keep telling people like, you do not want to do this. Mm -hmm. That's, I think, um, the ending part where they say, I'm so-and-so, I quit McKamey Manor, you don't want to do this. It seems like he makes the people, when they're quitting, say a lot of really degrading things. You know, people who come in thinking that they're going to beat it, they come off really cocky. He breaks them down, and sometimes within minutes, and he makes them say really, really, really bad stuff about themselves. And it's on record, on tape, and people who are going to come see it and go through the tours have to watch this. And a lot of these times, these are grown-ass adults who are, like, sobbing, they're shaking, they are soaking wet, and a lot of the times they're covered in what looks like blood. Another thing that you need is a physical from a doctor and medical clearance before entering. So that's physical clearance and a mental health check before you enter. So that means that guests who are pregnant or claustrophobic or who are prone to seizures, have respiratory issues or heart issues, are urged not to participate. In addition, there is also a background check, phone screening, and a drug test the day of, in addition to this insane waiver. So actually about 95% of people who apply don't qualify for this. 
I bet I'd, I'd qualify for it if I went in for it. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> I'm in really good shape. I'm in really good shape. I'm, I'm pretty healthy. I could take this. Hear me, Russ? Let's go. I have a feeling he would get a hold of like the dark humor memes that you share with your friends. And he's like, mm, no, no, no. <laughs> Is he okay? Let me call and check in on him. So uh, though 95% of people who apply don't qualify, there is a waiting list that extends over a year plus. There's like 24,000 people on this list and people come from all over the U.S. and even Europe to do this manner. That's insane. As are possibly the people who do this. Yeah, absolutely. The tour can last for up to eight hours. Uh, I'm not sure if that includes or not you reading the 50-page liability waiver. Uh, I'm not sure if that's included in the eight-hour tour. In fact, so many people end up quitting in the first 10 minutes. On the waiver, all the possible risks include pulling out their own teeth, a chance of getting a tattoo, and getting fingernails pulled out. No one has ever finished the tour before, but if you do, there is an alleged $20,000 prize. However, every time you fail an activity, or if you swear, he takes away $500. So why the hell is this house so popular? What happens during the show? So at the hands of the people who work there, the he calls them actors. People who are on the tours have gone through tons of physical and mental abuse. Some of the things on the physical end that they face are um, being hit with things like whips, being shot with paintball guns, being tased, um, getting snapped with mouse traps. Uh, they've had their hair cut, their heads shaved. They are put into extreme cold. Um, they've had plastic wrapped around their face super tightly. Uh, some people have had bones broken. Uh, they've been waterboarded. Like, I don't even know where to really stop with this. Um, being forced to eat mysterious objects. I mean, I remember at one time when I was uh, joining Cub Scouts, or was it Weeblos or, so, or something, you had to go through this ceremony where you had to like eat an eyeball. But it was just grapes. you know, And that was scary enough. Are you kidding? Yeah, they're like, walk on the glass, and it's just like cornflakes. <laughs> and then you have to eat like the eye of something to like gain sight. And it was just peeled grapes. I feel bad for whoever was peeling all those grapes, because there was a lot of us in Scouts back then. And I know how freaky it can be when you don't know what it is that's going in your mouth. And there's a lot of like mouth play in, in these tours. and it's just, it, That freaks me out so bad. Yeah, okay, but these people are not eating grapes, and they're not walking on cornflakes. No, they're eating, like, bugs and roaches and uh, even bees. Bees? Oh. Bees are bros. Uh, crickets, mosquitoes. Uh, even though I heard, like, if they're roasted, it's not so bad. But I, I guess we're not there in the, uh, the Western diet yet. Uh, people on these tours are bound and gagged. They go through tons of psychological torture. They're occasionally drugged. They are forced to pass through physically dangerous areas. Uh, an example was having to swim through a 200 yard muddy trench that was home to a few Caymans. 
including a two and a half foot male named Ralphie. Allegedly. I want to believe it was real. Allegedly. I mean, I'm sure if even if you know if if, if it was real, what can they do? With, you get bit. Nothing, because you signed everything away. Yeah, that's that's the bad part. Oh, isn't it part of the interview process that he asks you what your worst fears are? Yes. So yeah, he he tailors your experience on what you say your fears are. I think I'd be pretty safe because I'm scared of heights mainly. And I don't think he could create anything high enough to actually scare me. Right. Well, it, I don't think he could. Like, I've seen him building the props and stuff, and I don't think he has the means to build anything that high that would actually really terrify me. So what's interesting is because the tour is tailored based on your personal fears, um, you get two freebies. So, like, two things that you both agree will not be included. Um, but Russ has to also agree to it. And because it's tailored and personalized, that means that your waiver is probably different than the person who's also going through it with you if you're going through it with somebody else or the the person who maybe went like the day before or the weekend before. Uh, no two waivers are the same. But what's on the waiver? There's a lot. There's a lot. We can take waiver. turns. We can take turns reading this if you want. It's a long one. We we have some items that are listed from what seems to be a waiver that went uh, viral, if you could say. Psych, we're reading the whole thing. Five-hour <laughs> episode. Ready? Go. This is actually our psychological torture episode. Welcome. Uh, so one of them is that the participant was warmed numerous times about the intensity of McCabe Manor and by the owner's and other members of the crew that you really don't want to do this. They also agreed and understood that their life, in reality, is not in danger, and it's all just a game. Um, I'm a freak about seatbelts while driving in the car, so this one really personally gets me, and I think I'd be out. Uh, participant agrees and understands that during the tour and participant is in the van, they will not be secured by a seatbelt or other safety device. So basically, you meet in a park. If you make it through and you sign the waiver, they shove you into this van, but you're not seatbelted. <laughs> so that's not very safe. You lost me at van. You lost me at van. I'm done. Uh, furthermore, what else do they agree to? Man, they literally agree to everything here. Um, people who are doing this agree that they are not being tortured and this is just a game. It's just a prank, bro. Bro, cameras are everywhere. <laughs> a participant understands and agrees that they are not being beat up, kicked, slugged, or actually physically harmed. You will be roughed up, but no one is there to hurt you. Knowing that, McCamey Manor is very rough and not for the meek. Participant will have bumps, bruises, possible black eyes, swelling of the face, etc. That word. That stupid word, etc. Uh, people who are going through the tour understand and agree that they are never being held against their will. That seems like a lie. They make it a point a lot of the times throughout the waiver to stress that it is just a game. Um, I think that's kind of why Russ calls it a show so much to like play down what's actually happening, but kind of strange. Very much so. Very much so. Uh, there's just so much more here. Um, it says people who sign this fully understand that by signing this waiver that they are giving the manor permission to keep nothing off the table, uh, of course, except sexual or inappropriate situations. 
Everything. I feel like a lot of this is inappropriate. <laughs> I don't know. No, he actually, in interviews, has like looked down upon other uh, extreme fear events for using sexuality and like you know that whole wing of trauma. Uh, he says everything else imaginable can and will happen inside of McKamey Manor, and that you are aware of this and you are giving full permission for any action that may happen inside of the manor. One of the things that you mentioned is that they could potentially be shaved. And so, of course, that's included in the waiver. Uh, Participant agrees to and has full knowledge that if selected to visit the barber, participant may leave the manor completely bald, including eyebrows. Look, I shaved half of my eyebrows off when I was 12. They never really grew back. I have the same shape of them at 28 as I did at 12 and uh, you couldn't pay me to have someone shave my eyebrows out completely. That's nasty. It sucks. You also agree and acknowledge that mouse traps are used within the tour, which may result in bruising, cutting, or the breakage of fingers. I'm going to read the next two. Participant agrees that if selected, they could be buried alive under 12 feet of dirt and rock, to which they will have limited amount of air. They will have to figure out how to escape, and they could possibly breathe in a significant amount of dust, dirt, or foreign objects that could cause death if participant does not breathe properly or hold their breath at the right time. (sighs) And going off of your fear of heights, participant agrees to partake if selected to participate in a height stunt that involves walking a plank 25 feet above ground without a safety net jokes on you i'm okay with everything under 30 feet yeah okay but wait there's more what oh my gosh it says here that they may come into contact with a variety of live poisonous animals and it is the participants responsibility to not panic or agitate the animals and if they are bitten, it is because that they made a sudden movement within a confined, secured environment. So it's like, if you get bit, that's on you. Yeah, this whole thing is insane. Um, but don't you dare swear. Yeah. Don't yeah. you dare swear. No swearing is allowed during the show. And like you had mentioned, Russ just looks like a very normal suburban like dad. Like a guy you'd see rocking New Balance 40, 405s. 409s. 409s. Sorry, New Balance. Just just mowing the lawn, giving you a little wave. Howdy do, neighbor. Um, but he doesn't smoke. He doesn't drink alcohol or coffee. And he doesn't swear. And because he doesn't swear, if you are in the manor and you swear, he will escalate your punishment um, because he doesn't believe in it. But there's a safe word, right? Like, if you get too freaked out, there's got to be a safe word, right? Well, now there is. Now? Now. So, you used to not have the option of a safe word while you were taking this tour. And you pretty much had to go through until, like, your four hours were up or whatever it was. Or if you proved that you were so physically incapable of continuing. Now, there's an option of a safe word. Um, and they say that the safe word ends the like tour immediately, which is questionable. Does it really, though? Does it, yeah, Russ? there's a lot of stories that say that's not true. Russ is pretty sus right now. He is pretty sus. So what's the process like? I guess before they start, Russ will actually call local authorities ahead of time and warn them that he's doing a show so 
if you hear anything, you know, about screaming or people being <laughs> abducted or murdered, it's just part of the show. And don't worry about it. Uh, I guess you meet in a parking lot, which is also kind of sketchy, kind of sus. Uh, it's encouraged that you bring a onesie. He likes when you wear a onesie or a costume of sorts. All of this is being recorded for online, of course, non-fetish videos. And he says that the onesies just work better for the audience. You then read page by page out loud the 50-plus page waiver. And if you make it through the waiver, some people have read the possible scenarios they'd be put through, and they quit on the spot. You're then, like, you might be blindfolded, might be gagged. Uh, you might have some of your movement be restricted. And they begin the show right there at the park. And if you survive the beginning of the show at the park, so pretty much what they do is they will duct tape uh, your eyes shut. They will gag you. Um, a lot of the times there's like uh, a, an attempt to like disorient you and a lot of roughhousing. So if you get through this and you decide not to quit on the spot, you are put in the back of Russ's car without a seatbelt. What? And you're brought back to the house. And that's where the show actually begins. Oh, geez. Yeah. You don't have a seatbelt on. You lose me there. So while you're going through the show, everything is filmed. Um, and according to Russ, this is so he has proof of what happened and what did not you can look at their YouTube channels and you can look at McCaveyManor.com and you can see a bunch of videos of people going through this. Some of the videos are full time, so they're like two plus hours of the same person. Um, some of them are just like very shortened clips. Yeah, I've seen a few videos where he has like a theme song and it's some like classic rock, some like old, you know, like, you know, like oldies rock. And he makes the people who are being tortured and like on their last legs of their sanity, like say lines of the song, and then he cuts them together. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, um, I want to say I watched one. It was it was like we must see the morning or something like that. It it was so so creepy. And if you make it far enough through the tour, or the experience, whatever you want to call it. You're actually transported to a second site in Huntsville, Alabama, but according to Russ, no one has made it that far in the tour yet. I'm calling BS here. I don't think there even is an Alabama location. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to guess if someone were to actually make it through all the way for the Tennessee uh house, they'd be like, "Okay, well, you know, what what now?" And he'd be like, "Well, I, I don't I don't know. I didn't plan this far ahead." <laughs> I didn't think you'd do it. I don't even think you can win. No, I think the goalposts are probably always moving. That, and that's cheating. That is cheating. Even in those carnival games, they got to be winnable. So let's say we do win uh, and you are getting moved to, what, Huntsville, you said? Mm-hmm. Is it still the event? Like, are they like, hey, let's let's chill and go to like Waffle House or something on the way down? Then it begins again, or is, or is the entire trip part of the torture session? I imagine you would still be bound and gagged. That sucks, because you know what? For all you know, 
they're just driving around in a parking lot until you just give up. Yeah, probably. I'm calling it right now. There is no second location. There's no Alabama. There, there is an Alabama as a state, <laughs> but there's no uh, part two to McKinney Manor in Alabama. Next week's episode is going to be a conspiracy theory all about how <laughs> Alabama is not a real state. <laughs> Sorry, just kidding. I saved that conspiracy theory for North Dakota. More like best Dakota. You're probably listening to all of this and wondering how any of this is even legal with a waiver. According to Russ, he says, they're not getting hurt. I use a lot of hypnosis, a lot of mind control techniques. If you can hypnotize people, you can make them think whatever you want. I don't need to rough anyone up. Hypnosis is a powerful mind tool. I can put somebody in a pool with three inches of water and tell them there's a great white shark and that they're going to believe that they're swimming in the ocean with a great white shark so basically russ sounds like a fucking creep he literally waterboard i watched him waterboard someone in a video i watched him shove people underwater for almost a minute um it was an episode of dark tourist actually where well I'm sure that this happens a lot, but in this episode of Dark Tourist, um, there's somebody who's going through the show and they are waterboarding this guy and they tell him, you have to hold your breath for 30 seconds. And he kept only making it to 25 seconds and they'd keep bringing him up. And um, no, he would do it the full 30, but they'd keep telling him it was only 25 and then they do it again and then again and again. So, yeah, it's like psychological. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh. All right. No, thanks. I'm I mean, out. I know I'd be counting in my head. One, one thousand, two, one thousand. But, yeah, they, I think they would just keep throwing them under. I mean, that alone, I think, would do me in. I know earlier I sounded really tough and stuff. I'm actually not that tough. I'm actually very <laughs> soft. I'm very soft. Yes, hello. I'm very small. Um, so, a lot of the rough housing that you would um, – like think of after hearing the first part of the waiver and uh you know other people's experiences of what they've gone through it seems like russ has actually changed the manner over the last few years so the manner of like 2015 is not the same manner that you would go through if you were doing the tour now um there's a lot of controversies that probably led to this change as one would expect There is a petition that's been around for a while. I'm sure there's a lot of petitions, actually, that have called for the closing of the manor. And they claim that Russ purposely hires people with violent backgrounds and that they've been accused of drugging participants with drugs to force them to hallucinate. From what I've been looking at and what I've been hearing, even from Russ himself, uh, he did not only have these big, tough, scary guys that you might see in a prison yard. Uh, for a while, he was hiring teenagers. Um, not say so by hiring, I mean like he paid them with like pizza and pop. And he said, "What's better than that? Money. Money's <laughs> better than that." He would have teenagers, like legit sixteen-year-olds, working in the manor. And there's nothing wrong with kids working in haunted houses. I know when I was little, uh, I was in a haunted house. It was super fun scaring people. I think this is kind of a different level, though. At one point, you'd you'd see the actor. I'm not going to use names. I mean, they're all over 16. They're all over 18 now, but, you know, I'm not going to use names. One kid said, um, after my homework's done, I would think about what I would do to people at the manor that weekend. 
I feel like this is really just setting up the next generation of serial killers, if I'm going to be honest. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the kids loved it. They loved working there. There was one kid who had a really bad time with a teacher who ended up going to the manor. And when she found out that her teacher was there, you know, since since Russ has like 10 dogs, um, they have a giant garbage bin full of dog poop. This this girl grabbed her teacher's head and shoved it into the dog poo bin. Oh, my God. That's not even the worst part about this hiring the young part, the young kids. Because you know what? He doesn't hire young kids anymore because he actually openly in an interview said that he had a pedophile working amongst the ranks. And he would hit on the underage minors. Uh, he would send explicit material over the phone. He would give drugs and alcohol to a specific female worker. Uh, even would do inappropriate stuff in between shows. Uh, so altogether, they decided to get rid of the underage actors. Yeah, I could never understand why. But you know what? As long as they did their homework, <laughs> then you could shove teacher's head in the dog poop. Despite the petitions and the controversy that he admits to hiring a pedophile to work with children, uh, McKamey says that the discussions of controversies in today's days um, are led by folks who haven't gone through the tour themselves. They're based on an iteration of the manor that hasn't existed for five or six years. And um, he even admits it used to be a more physical experience with actors who would yell, get really physical with them. And Russ says now he's the only one who interacts with contestants during the tour and that he says it's more focused on being a mental game. And quote from Russ, uh, nobody's ever been injured, ever. Nobody's ever had any lawsuits, ever. Gee, I wonder if that's because they signed a 50-plus page waiver. Uh, back to Russ's quote. There was a heart attack once, but that person's okay now. <laughs> yeah, it's not legally an injury because they signed a waiver saying it's not an injury. <sighs> and then he ends up with, people can get bumps, bruises, sprains, and cuts, but you can die at Disneyland, too. He's not wrong. He's not. Checkmate, lawyers. <laughs> Riddle me that. Um, I think one of the biggest controversies, and there's a lot of questions around it, if he has allegedly invested a million dollars in this manner, he only makes $800 a month from the Navy. How does he fund the manor? It's not by moonlighting as a wedding singer. I'll tell you that. I was just going to say, like, how does he schedule these events? I mean, oh, sorry, I can't sing at your wedding. I'll, I'll be, um, you know, five hours deep in torturing this poor guy. Yeah, but, you know, if he only makes it eight minutes, uh, I should make it on time. I'll be there. There are rumors that he sells the footage on the dark web um, and that there's a live stream in Vegas and he takes part of the betting pool of people who watch these videos this is something that i keep seeing happen in newer movies where oh who's the younger uh the younger brother of james franco dave dave franco there's a movie where it's him and some actress where it's like not people in vegas but like people like on their phones watching people do like more and more dangerous stunts or things and the people who are being watched can make money. That, if this were true, this would be so incredibly messed up. 
but it's Vegas. I wouldn't put anything past Vegas. Yeah, exactly. Anything to make a buck. While Russ says that people haven't really been left um, disfigured, I guess you could say, aside from the people who have left with injuries, some people allegedly have had to seek professional psychiatric help um, after the tour, which I could completely understand, especially if it's tailored based on your biggest fears. Oh, most definitely. And you know what? Just looking at people after they're done, they are like painted up. They're covered in what looks like blood. They've got, you know, I've seen a lot of the new videos. There's a lot of glitter, mm-hmm. which is horrible all on its own <laughs> accord. Glitter is the worst substance in the world. Uh, they look horrible. Yeah. They look horrible. Something a little lighthearted before we really just dive into a, a really deep, dark, controversy uh allegedly according to russ's wife he's afraid of literally everything uh, especially bugs wait russ is Mm -hmm. yeah um there's footage of him being chased around the block with a former worker just holding a snail and he's like freaking out and he's like no no seriously stop 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 guys really stop and yet he can inflict all this damage on people it's kind of like someone who like tries to like make jokes about someone, or, like everyone, but like can't take it themselves. Yeah, people who can just shouldn't can't take it. That's him. That's him. Oh, that just makes it so much weirder. Yeah, like this is definitely like, is this like a power thing? Is this like, it, like it feels like a control thing, really? But yeah, the guy who's running the show, pulling the strings, scared of everything. <laughs> Yeah, I get that. Controversial? Maybe. I think it's kind of funny. There's one participant in particular who I think is worth noting. Her name is Laura Hertz Brotherton. And she says that while she was on the tour, she repeatedly used the safe word. And it was several minutes before the employees would actually stop torturing her. And she ended up in the hospital for extensive injuries. And that's the TLDR of the story. And when I first read that, I was like, ah, I mean, you kind of know what you're getting into based on the waiver and, um, you know, based on the videos. But there's an entire crazy backstory that maybe explains why um, Laura was tortured more than other people had been. Uh, yeah, like, he, you know, safe word. That's it. It's over. That's what the safe word's there for. That's what it should be. It's pineapple. (laughs) That's always the safe word. Yeah. So leading up to her date at the manor, um, McKamey would send Laura these tasks that she would do. And they they were basically homework assignments that she had to complete as evidence of her loyalty to McKamey Manor. And I think a lot of people don't really talk about this part, um, or maybe this is newer but that's not something that I have heard from a lot of people who went through it and she had to do things like get a onesie which is common um, or she had to videotape a visit to a nearby spirit Halloween store Um, and that was like more fun of it you know Um, she even got a McKamey Manor tattoo ahead of going which I feel like maybe I would get it afterwards and not before just in case, like, things kind of go sour, you know? kind of like those people who will get, like, Chicago White Sox, World Series Champions 2020, 
and then they get knocked out of the playoffs first round. Yeah, aged okay. like milk. The Cubs did too, but it's kind of like that. But her tattoo reads McKamey Manor, The Chamber, October 23rd, 2016, and there are drops of blood that are dripping from the letters. And so as she's going through, she's like posting all of these assignments on Facebook, right? Because there's this like closed Facebook group or page that they have. Um, and so Laura at this point is actually going through a separation with her husband and she meets somebody on the page. And this guy that she meets lived on the other side of the country um, and said that he was also experiencing a separation from his wife. And so Laura and this man start an online relationship, basically. Oh, it's a love story. Love finds a way. So uh, this was back when it was still in San Diego. So um, Laura, you know, Laura's date comes around. She flies to San Diego. Her estranged husband comes with her because even though you know, like they didn't have a great marriage. He still wanted to make sure she was safe. And so she also had the support of her boyfriend who is online, right? <laughs> but the morning of the tour, Russ McKamey finds out about Laura's online fling and finds out that they met on this like private McKamey Manor Facebook group. And so McKamey uh, outs the private relationship to everybody, including their families and like their friends. Laura's husband knew about this, right? Because like they were truly separated. Um, but the new guy's wife didn't know oh. because even though he said that they were going through a separation, that was a lie. Oh, that was a lie. Oh boy. Laura says because of the whole affair thing, um, all hell basically broke loose and said that her online boyfriend started to blow her off, didn't talk to her. Um, and her then separated husband told her that he wanted to divorce like minutes right before the tour started. And so she goes in to say like, she's very emotionally exhausted and numb and like still wants to do the manor at this point, regardless. At this point, Laura thinks that Russ was personally offended by her online relationship because all he kept saying was, I don't believe in cheaters. And she says that because of this, it caused her tour to spiral into something extremely more sinister than what the usual McKamey Manor experience is. So, like, he had a personal vendetta against her because they had used the Facebook group to have an online fling, though she did not actually know that the other guy was still married. That's pretty bad. I'm going to read a segment that talks about Laura's experience in a little bit more detail and it's kind of disturbing so I don't know if if you are not down to listen to to this maybe fast forward like 30 seconds can I fast forward no can I walk away <laughs> no. for a few minutes I'm already no. pretty upset about this part no so Laura says I was waterboarded I was tased I was whipped I still have scars of everything they did to me. I was repeatedly hit in my face over and over and over again, like open-handed as hard as a man could hit a woman in her face. Even through them hitting me, I was just so numb by what had happened previous to that. I didn't even make a sound, not even a grunt, nothing. I didn't cry. I didn't scream. I didn't say ouch. Laura says that she was blindfolded with duct tape and submerged underwater by her ankles for so long that her body started involuntarily thrashing. They made her dig a shallow hole in the patch of dirt with her bare hands. Then they made her lie in it while they covered her face with dirt, giving her only a straw to breathe through. 
Another quote from Laura. The dirt started to go into my throat and I started to swallow it. I'm coughing and I keep saying I need water. And they would splash water in my face. They wouldn't actually give me water. That went on, I want to say, 20 to 30 minutes. At one point, she says they started scraping at her McKamey Manor tattoo with what felt like a file. And she believed that they used the same tool to scratch at her throat. And that's when she ended up breaking. Another quote from Laura. I didn't panic, but I started to get a little bit emotional. And one actor is holding my throat. And at that point, I just started to cry. I couldn't help it. I started crying and I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But they don't care if you cry. They don't care if you pee or poop your pants. They don't care because it's all about the show, not about a person's safety. And here is where we get to the safe word. Laura says that she repeated the safe word for several minutes before they finally stopped hurting her. They sprayed her down with a pressure washer, duct tape stole over her eyes, and drove her back to the drop-off location. Before she was allowed to leave, she had to record an exit video and pretty much standard procedure for everyone who goes through McKamey Manor. Um, they all have to do an exit interview. And she says, before Russ turned the camera on, he said to me, if I do not say good things about McKamey Manor and I start telling what actually happened, he's going to sue me for $50,000. I signed a waiver saying this could happen. So Russ forced me into saying all these great things like, oh my God, the tour was so amazing. It was exhilarating. Like, who's actually going to say that after getting hit in the face as many times as I did and going through what I did? At that point, I was so distraught emotionally, physically, mentally, psychologically. I mean, at that point, I was just like, I'll do whatever you want me to say. Oh, my God. Afterwards, she goes back to her hotel room and she takes a shower. And after the adrenaline wore off, she began to realize how much pain she was actually in, and she ended up driving herself to the hospital. She also took photographs to document the injuries, and in one photo, she's in a neck brace in a hospital gown, and her face is entirely swollen. She has scrapes on her cheeks and a lump on her forehead. Her lips are red and puffy, and there are small cuts at the corner of her mouth. In another picture... Um, you can see a huge bloody wound on her left knee. Um, she says it's an old surgery scar that opened up after the actors cut her knee pads and made her crawl on the ground. And her legs are covered in scratches. There's a large purple bruise at the top of her left foot. Um, they also have pictures of her torso, which shows large purple bruises that stretch across her hip and her stomach. And that her x-rays, because she had to get x-rays, showed a hairline fracture in her foot, and the inside of her mouth was so scratched up from the hitting and the fish hooking that the hospital sent her home with medical mouthwash, which she had to use every two hours for three days. Of course, somebody in the hospital with these kind of expensive injuries, uh, the hospital staff is going to ask how they were injured, um, and she does not tell the hospital staff how she's injured because she keeps thinking of McKamey's threats to sue her uh, echoing through her head. And so the hospital staff called the police, uh, but she was discharged and she left the hospital before any police actually showed up. But she did later try to go to the police. Um, they told her she didn't have a criminal case because of the waiver that she signed. So that's why I'm laughing of Russ's like, I've never had a lawsuit. Well, it's because your wife works in law. In law, and you can write it so that they can't do anything. This is shocking. 
Yeah. So even though she has all of this physical evidence um, documented for medical professionals, Russ didn't believe any of it was real. He didn't deny anything that happened, um, but he, he didn't believe the extent of her injuries, despite it being confirmed by a medical professional. Oh, well, yeah, because she signed a waiver, so it can't happen. Uh, and he does say that he admits to outing her relationship before the tour. So here's a quote from Ross. Oh, piece of garbage, this guy. Yeah. Quote, I outed her cheating, yeah, because my Facebook group is not a place to go cheating with other people in my group. Any personal information we have will use it against you and the tour, and you know that. What a scumbag. This dude has, like, serious control issues. What a scumbag. I'm sure there are many, many, many more stories similar to Laura's of people who probably don't feel comfortable speaking out against this um, after having gone through it. I think you have to be an adrenaline junkie to kind of go through this, but I feel like if it seems like if Russ has a personal vendetta against you, then the tour is probably not your standard McKamey Manor tour. Um, but again, like this happened in the San Diego location and in his location in Tennessee, it's just him. So maybe it's a different experience these days. I don't really know, but I'm not going. So that's a no for me. I I went from being like this guy's kind of messed up with the tour itself but this individual case you just talked about a whole new level of messed up i want to go chase this guy around with some snails <laughs> yeah we should do that look the car is still packed from the beginning of the episode so we could make it and uh that's mckamey manor i'm gonna go hug my cats yeah yeah if you need some um eye bleach after after listening to this, maybe maybe go look at the auth subreddit on Reddit. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. This guy, absolute piece of garbage. No redeeming qualities. Not even the dog food. Yeah, I feel like the dog food uh, donations don't really make up for this at all. Ooh. But that is McKamey Manor. That's all that we have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Um, don't forget, we release new episodes every Monday, and this month we are going to follow a, a spooky <laughs> Halloween theme, um, so be sure to check in next Monday to see what our topic is. I bet it's going to be about Halloween stuff. Well, don't ruin it for everybody. Don't spoil it. Spoilers. <laughs> it's Halloween stuff. <laughs> So thank you again so much for listening. If you like our episode and you like our podcast, the best way that you could support us is by leaving a review on your platform of choice or following us on the platform wherever you get your podcasts from. We're also on social media if you want to hang out with us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you could also send us an email at boozedandconfusedpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us maybe like a spooky story or if you've gone through McKamey Manor, we'd be interested in, in hearing your experience. Yeah, let us know. Well, thanks so much for tuning in and we will see you guys next week. Catch you next time. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.